We are Adechi, Solomon and Adra, Adra and Solomon, Solomon whichever <laughs> way you want to say it. And you're listening to Afro Mythos, the podcast where we discuss all things African mythology, folklore and culture. Thank you for taking the time out to explore this amazing world of us. <laughs> Almost every country and culture have their own myths and legends about these creatures we know as vampires. You might have heard of them. Who or what comes to mind when you think of the word vampire? Count Dracula, mm-hmm. that guy from Hotel Transylvania. I think that's Dracula as well. Is it? Is Dracula as well? Possibly, is, yeah, possi- it must possibly. Be. Yeah. And then you know Twilight. You know some people think of Twilight. Yeah. I team, still haven't watched Team it. Edward. Wait, is it Edward or what's the other guy? I'm saying Team Edward because it was it was against the vampire and the wolf, but I forgot which okay. one's which. Okay, well, Edward I, and I just wouldn't know. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, Team Jedward or whatever. No! <laughs> yeah, but vampires are arguably... Vampires are arguably the best-known classic monsters of all. Mm-hmm. Most people associate vampires with Count Dracula, um, the legendary blood-sucking subject of Bram Stoker's... <laughs> Stoker's? Bram Stoker. Okay, I've never read this book. He said Bram Stoker. Yeah. So, so is the book actually called... Dracula. The, yeah, so the novel's called Dracula, written by Bram Stoker. So it's not like Frankenstein, where the person's not actually Frankenstein, but it's actually Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, okay. it's not like that. It's yeah, so Dracula, Dracula is Dracula. Is yeah. Is Dracula? Yeah. Okay, cool. Dracula published <laughs> in eighteen ninety seven. So a general definition of a vampire is a mythological being who roams the world at night, searching for blood to feed upon. I just love to suck Dracula's blood. blood. <laughs> Now you know the reference (laughs) (laughs) However, there are almost as many different characteristics of vampires As there are vampire legends Yeah, they diverse They diverse (laughs) In general, vampire figures will hunt at night Since sunlight weakens their powers Some will usually have the ability to morph into another animal Maybe like a bat or something Yeah Um, And they also have super strength And often have a hypnotic sensual effect on the late And victims Uh? (laughs) Sensual effect on victims To be fair, this is actually This kind of reminds me of Twilight Because those vampires have like a kind of you know a sex appeal like a kind of mm, sensual mm, like mm, 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 whatever his mm, name is I'm pretty sure it's Edward but I just I forgot yeah I forgot yeah. Mm-hmm. Robert Patterson him <laughs> that, that's the one that's the one <laughs> so as we all know Africa is a continent that is rich in its beauty and history this gorgeous continent isn't only home to jaw-dropping scenery and beautiful wildlife but also to some of the most unique vampire legends out there and with that Today, we're going to be discussing vampire figures in African folklore and mythology. Aren't you guys lucky? (laughs) Okay, so I'm starting with the strangest and probably one of the most weirdest things I've had to search. Mm. The Ramanga. That's saying a lot. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) So the Ramanga are blood-drinking, nail-clip-eating, vampire-like beings from the Bastilo people of Madagascar. The Bastilo, by the way, are a highland ethnic group um, from Mad- Madagascar mm-hmm. The name Betsilio I think I'm saying that right mm-hmm. Means The many invincible ones ooh, ooh. And yes You heard me right earlier um, I thought if I sped past The whole Nail clip eating vampires <laughs> It would sound more normal But I don't think it did well, I, was, I was thinking Nail clips As in like When you clip your nails they yeah, eat The yeah, little yeah, bits Yeah yeah. Um, yeah They drink blood From remains And they also um, oh, Okay oh, What else yeah, they also drink spit and stuff. So just like waste, basically. Yeah, so, so they're like hoovers. 
Something like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Basically. But we'll talk a bit more about it. Let's 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 okay. So the tribe tells stories of a being that lives amongst them who performs disgusting services for their for the chiefs of their tribe. So whenever a noble or person with high status had their nails clipped or endured a medical procedure that meant blood was spilt, the Ramanga's duty as the noble's constant companion was to eat the nail clippings and drink the blood. What did I say? Hoover. <laughs> Put some respect on the romantic. I'm joking, I'm joking. Yeah, it's actually, yeah. They're like if you a waste to liken it to like a modern type of yeah. object, it's kind of like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, more like the rumba, you know, the things that just spin around and go around in like... Yeah, like the automatic, like the little ones that move, the circle ones. Yeah, rumba, rum. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, so like that, but like, there's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah. This is the reason why they do this is that the remnants of such, you know, officials and like nobles were not taken or used by witches mm. as vital ingredients to perform witchcrafts or spells on them. So it's almost like a make sure you leave no evidence and no, evidence. Or no yeah. thing that someone could use as weakness or no one can take some of your hair to yeah. use it for witchcraft. But um, if I was a witch, I'd just kill the Brahmagna and open up the inside to take it out. I mean, by the time you're killing the Ramanga, um, I, as a vampire, am alarmed that you're uh, here. Yeah, I keep forgetting as a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, carry on. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so if the Ramanga wasn't there at the time of whatever procedure it is, mm-hmm. um, the blood or the remnants or whatever mm-hmm. is preserved for the vampire um, for whenever the vampire came back. Mm-hmm. So like a takeaway box, you know, mm, um, okay. remnants. Yeah. <laughs> So the character of the manga pertains to the Bastillo tribes, you know, um, legends of it. Yeah. Um, but in more pop culture, the manga makes two key appearances in fandoms, one being White Wolf and the other being Young Dracula. <laughs> so the manga in Young Dracula is the head of a very powerful clan of vampires. He has two sons named Shango and Azane. Huh? So those are names of Varishas. Yeah. So I think, you know... Normally, when um, shows they want to um, uh, cast black characters or yes, um, they, yeah, yeah, cast characters from African law, they normally like find whatever's related to the law in Africa and they give it to that as their name. And then they'll sometimes also use other characters. Just popular from, names, I guess, yeah. that people will like more resonate with. Like, oh yeah, I know yeah, about so this. I know it's definitely African. Even though they're mixing sort. up everything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So it's like that. Um, and um, he also had a daughter named Adze. Mm, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they really yeah. are mixing it up. It's in a pick it, and mix. In it. So he's an important antagonist or villain in the series um, over a few seasons. And I haven't watched it, but I read some of the synopsis and it sounds like a really interesting series. Oh, where can we watch it? Uh, um, find out online. <laughs> okay, damn. <laughs> God damn. This is not uh, recommendations uh-uh. for films and movies. It's really not. This is sponsored by HBO. <laughs> if you want recommendations, I need to be sponsored. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, watch Disney. Um, <laughs> um, and finally, um, in in White Wolf lore, mm-hmm. the Romanga were a bloodline of manipulative vampires active during the Dark Ages and their traits are more in line with the versions of the Romanga in the Bestilo tribe. Mm. So there's an origin story that I like about her, Romanga, um, 
And I'm just going to read it to you. Yeah. So this one is a female. So as the Romango would tell their story, their bloodline began on an island off Africa's southeast coast. On this island lived a woman called Romanga and her brother, Rafazi. In this time, the ancestors of the um, Vazimba people, um, to which Romanga belonged to, were patriarchal. While Romango was the oldest child of the king and exceedingly smart um, as well as ambitious, the younger, Rafazi, was marked as the heir. Unwilling and unable to accept a secondary role, Romango made sacrifices to the spirits of her people to bribe them into raising her above Rafazi. When this did not work, she began sacrificing to increasingly darker spirits until one of them finally answered her call. The spirits offered to lift Romango up if she would only sacrifice the sun inside her as payment. Huh? Hearts already burdened by the unfairness of her situation and, and envy towards her brother, Romanga willingly agreed. And that's how she turned into a vampire, basically. So um, is, is this a book? No, I think it's like one of those things where, you know, like The Witcher or Lord of the Rings, okay, when there's like yeah. lore behind yeah, wow, something. Damn. Yeah, so this is all I'll say for now, but it's a really interesting lore and there's to, even yeah. more um, to go. Maybe... I'll just read the whole law in a minute. Yeah. So it's actually really interesting. Wow. It took sibling rivalry to another level. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll love to see that. If it's a movie, I'm not sure what White Wolf what, what, is, yeah. whether it's a movie, movie whether or... it's a series, or whether it's a book. I'm going to guess it's more of a book or game. One of the two. But it sounds very right. interesting. Really interesting. Like very, very interesting. But yeah, that's what I found out about the Romanga. Thank you. So I will be talking about the Obaifo. So. The Obaifa is a vampire which, like mythological creature from West Africa, coming from the folklore of the Ashanti and Dahomey tribes. Um, so whenever we see folklore from Ashanti, we always see like either Dahomey have the same or similar. I, don't, I think they're very mm. close to each other. That makes sense. Um, so the Dahomey actually call their version of the Obaifa the Asman, Asiman, mm. but it's the same creature. They just call it, I guess, languages. They call it different things. Fairs. Um, but I'm going to stick to Abayifo because, you know, I'm a shanty. Mm-hmm. Um, so some legends say that they can resemble ordinary African people. So, you know, with eye colour, hair colour, hair texture, skin colour, like you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is because of their ability to possess humans. But they do have some really like telltale signs that isn't Abayifo. So one of them is that they are known to have particularly shifty eyes. What do I mean? What does that mean? What do you mean shifty eyes? Shifty just like I feel like you just know antsy. when someone's eyes are shifty. Like Okay. Okay. Cool. Um and yes, I said one of their giveaways. Just wait until I tell you another unique feature that an Obayufo has. Let us know. Let us I, know. I don't even think you were to guess it. It's so wild. Um, um so in some legends the Obayufo- do they stink. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You said I wouldn't be able to guess, so I just thought maybe I'll just. And that was your guess? Yeah, that was my guess. They stink. <laughs> in some legends, Obayifo has the power to leave its body and travel to its victims in the form of a big ball of light. So this kind of reminded me of the Adse, who, you know, turns mm-hmm. into a firefly but appears as a ball of light. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that makes sense. Yeah. So you ready for this? I promised mm-hmm. you a unique feature, right? Okay. So other stories say that the Obayufo stays in human form, but that they emit a bright phosphorescent light from their armpits and anus. 
<laughs> yeah. So it's basically like a human emitting this light Ooh. from their armpits and anus. <laughs> yeah. That is a visual that we are not painting. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so <laughs> much like the Adze, the vampiric being of Ewe folklore, the meal of choice for the Abayifo is the blood of children. Um, so this hunger for children is actually in their name. So Abayifo means child snatcher. From the Ashanti Oba, meaning child, and Yi, meaning to take or to snatch. Mm. I said Oba wrong, but it's Oba. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Um, so yes, the Oba can be considered as vampires in the Western sense of the definition, as they are blood-sucking creatures. However, there are a few characteristics that set them apart from our typical view of vampires. Okay. So firstly, the Oba is a living being that is inhabited by an evil spirit which causes it to perform acts, evil acts. Mm-hmm. So remember how I said that they look like normal people? Mm. It's because they possess them. Okay. So they walk about as neighbours, friends, husbands and wives, and it's really hard for people to identify them. So I'm guessing they're not glowing from this light 24-7 <laughs> from their anus and their armpits. I'll be like, let me check your asshole. <laughs> Glow. <laughs> Is that a booty hole? <laughs> but you know what this reminds me of? Just, just really quickly yeah. It reminds me of Candyman <laughs> You know that movie That we watched yes. Candyman oh Where it was, it was like a bee That possessed yeah, people was bee, yeah. Or wasp One of yeah, the two That possessed yeah. people To go crazy and, to go, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was a weird movie That was a oh weird gosh. movie I like the art in it though Yeah That was about it <laughs> um, No shade <laughs> Wow So no one apart from A, a comfort Or white wizard um, Can identify An for. When you say white What do you mean by that? I think it's not a white man, but okay. it's just called a white wizard. Okay, <laughs> Maybe they cool, wear cool. white or something. Or they have fair, like fair. white hair. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Um, so the comfort is a holy priest, and this is the only protection against an Obayifo. So some accounts say that they that a comfort worship the Obayifo, and that's how they're able to provide protection against it through the use of their spells and charms. Oh, so an inside man. And it sounds like an inside man to me. Damn. But who knows? Um, and secondly, despite their vampiric tendencies, they are also capable of eating ordinary food. So they're actually said to be so gluttonous that many stories call for their love of food and obsession. So they love food. Like mm. they feed off meat, fruits, vegetables. They eat, they enjoy cocoa crops. So when they are blocked by an comfort from feeding off the blood of children, they can patiently survive on plant sap and other foods for as long as necessary. They weren't vegan. <laughs> I did say meat as well <laughs> But it's like They don't need blood to survive You know mm. how like Some archetypal vampires Need blood Like mm. to survive and stuff Like they don't mm. Yeah Like oh you haven't watched American Horror Story Hotel But no. yeah I'm going to give you another example Tokyo yeah. Ghoul Yeah Yeah Basically They don't need that They mm. can eat other things Which mm. which makes me think So they just eat the blood for fun Yeah For, okay. for bents Bents <laughs> So, yeah, the Obaifa is described as a creature in its own right. However, the word itself also refers to a broader body of beliefs and practices, often called witchcraft. Mm-hmm. So some people believe that it is a vampire being be- con- being controlled by a witch. The Obaifa. Oh, so the Obaifa is a vampire being controlled by a witch. Yeah, because some people believe the term Obaifa in itself is witchcraft. <laughs> Oh, okay. So they think if someone is an Obayifo, they're, be, they're being controlled by a witch, basically. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. 
So one Ashanti proverb written in 1916 about the Bayifo goes like this. <clears throat> These witches are supposed to be very common and a man never knows but that his friend or even his wife may be one. When prowling at night, they're supposed to emit a phosphorescent light and our Bayifo in everyday life is supposed to be known by having sharp, shifty eyes that are never at rest and also by sharing an undue interest in food and always talking about it, especially meat and hanging about when cooking is going on, all of which habits are therefore purposely avoided. So I'm guessing this person, like, I don't know who wrote this, but it sounds like someone who has been in a, like, in a village or town where, you know, they're believing that by your so... You know, they say, you know, people that have a unnatural interest in food or have shifty eyes are like... Damn, you can't yeah. even be hungry around people anymore. You can't even be hungry around people anymore. <laughs> Another account written by Mudajabian... I can't say this. Another account written... Another account written by Mojabian Duenia, a West African representative at the first International Congress of Anthropological and Ethnological Scientists, in 1934, portrays the as a range of activities by certain people. So not a monster in itself, but like just like how some people call the Obayifo witchcraft, she's saying, oh, the Obayifo is actually just a range of activities that certain mm. people do. So she said... Mm. It's a verb. Yeah. Mm. So she said, there are in the main two forms in witchcraft is practiced. The first takes form of a power to do harm to other people, especially children, without any physical contact or concrete act of poisoning. Death due to poisoning is considered separate from that believed due to witchcraft. The tendency is to ascribe witchcraft any death which cannot be accounted for on other grounds. So I think they're just saying when people, especially children, die, like, and no one can explain it, they just say it's witchcraft. Mm. Which I guess kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she says, or they say, it seems that this non-physical way of killing was first directed against children, as is evidenced from the tree word for witchcraft, meaning literally taking away or removing children. So I think from mm. her accounts, she's saying from an anthropo- anthrop- say? anthropological mm-hmm. and ethnological like mindset that mm-hmm. maybe like, you know, when a lot of children die, maybe due to like unforeseen circumstances, they just want to blame it on something. And what mm-hmm. they blame it on is the Obaye for. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, basically I read this article, um, which is about like vampires in African yeah. um, mythology. And it was saying that the difference um, sometimes between um, what people ascribe as witchcraft or mm-hmm. a vampire mm-hmm. is normally witchcraft is to do with um like things that they can't explain that's within the culture yes, yes. and um vampire action yeah. is when it's someone from outside the culture doing something, doing something. so that's why they normally you know it's normally like white skin because it's skin. to do with uh, someone white or yeah. someone coming in and then i don't know taking blood samples or doing something that they couldn't describe, describe what was happening yeah that's really yeah. interesting yeah wow the more you know eh? So, is the Obayifo a witch, a vampire, or both? Who knows? Here's where a broad definition of the word can start to get a little messy. So, people were often accused of being Obayifos if they were jealous of someone else, or if a few of their children died, or even if they refused to offer food to a passerby. Because remember how I said, like, you know, 
they suck the blood of children and they're very gluttonous. Mm. So people in villages would be accused of being obayifos if like their children died or if a passerby came and they didn't give them food because why aren't you giving them food? <laughs> wow. I know. I know everyone on this strip down by and a person was considered a victim of the Obaifo if their crops became diseased or if their children suffered from malaria or tuberculosis or if someone in their family died at the hands of the Okomfo's warding. So I feel this like... This sounds like victim blaming. It sounds like, yeah, or scapegoating as well. Mm. As well, isn't it? Yeah, very. Because they think that the saliva of an Obaifo can kill as it's the source of all diseases and illnesses, which brings us back to like, them finding a explanation for like you know malaria mm. and mm. other diseases mm. Mm. especially back in the day when there wasn't cures like available so easily so um there are also different stories of how someone becomes an obaifo some say the obaifo was born with their abilities others say that it's a curse or can be contracted by accidentally drinking or eating human blood or flesh or flesh so that's how if you accidentally eat or drink human blood or flesh you can turn into one Okay. If you're cursed, or you can just be born as one. Hmm. Um, so unfortunately, though, the same attributes that make the Obayifo unique are also often a catalyst for a lot of accusation and superstition. Um, so once you're accused of being an Obayifo, the only resolution was execution by drowning or strangulation by an Okomfo. I feel like there are other steps that know, we could do. I know. Um, but it's like a lot of the whole, you know, Salem witch trials and stuff, mm-hmm. they don't give you time to explain, they just kill you. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah. It's, it's fair. It's fair. Is it? No, it's not, not that it's fair. It's like I, I'm, I'm like, damn. Okay. Your explanation is okay. fair. I was like, oh, damn. Like, yeah, That's not, something to say. Mm-hmm. Personally, if I'm accused of being a witch, I'm going to be the best witch. Wow. I'm going to be the best. So, <laughs> so overall, the myth and folk... that bit. <laughs> damn. No, no, you know what I'm trying to say? Um, a witch? A witch? Honey, I'm the queen. <laughs> a drag queen? A drag queen? A drag queen? Honey, Honey I'm, I'm the, the queen, queen of drag. drag. <laughs> Um, overall, the myth and folklore of the Obayifo is very interesting. They do have vampiric tendencies as they are known for sucking the blood of children, but they're also very unique in their own right. And some would say they're arguably a great excuse to point fingers and cast blame for any problems that occur in life. I think that Obayifo is a weird mix of everything, like a witchy vampire who beams light from its butt and armpits. Beautiful. Poetic. <laughs> Okay, so next we have the Impundulu. Now, the Impundulu comes from the South African mythology and is another vampire-like being with the added bonus of, you know, being able to turn into a terrifying lightning bird. So for Pokemon lovers out there, think Zapdos in its goth phase or like a shadow Zapdos, you know, from like Pokemon Colosseum era. Those who get it. Get it? And um, I don't. Those who don't, <laughs> don't, don't worry, don't worry. Okay, let me just come back for my little geek out. Um, the Impundulu mm-hmm. is probably the best known of the lightning birds. It may appear as a human, um, but only to only women can see it in its true form, Ooh. which is a which is white with red wings, red legs, and short red tail. Um, the beating of the Impundulu's wings causes thunder, although. 
It only starts thundering after the appearance of the large mushrooms in the wet season. So I think they've made sort of like an association between when you see these uh, large mushrooms in the wet season yeah. and the thunder yeah. and this bird um, yeah. together. So they say that lightning is caused by an impendulu rushing to the earth to lay a single large egg on the ground. And these eggs must be found and destroyed by shamans before they hatch, lest more impendulus be brought into the world. So throwing asangayas, which is some kind of powder or mm-hmm. something, into the air also helps dissuade impendulus from landing. So I'm wondering if this... As a Gaius thing stops thunder, basically. Ooh. Somehow. Yeah. Let's find out. Interesting. I volunteer. Okay, I don't volunteer. Nope. <laughs> so, Impendulus are vampiric. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sucking human blood until their victims die. <laughs> um, they will also carry off unprotected children. Um, Impendulus in human form will impregnate women. Yay. And their children will be birds. What? So milk is another substance impendulus are fond of. So much like the Adze who substitute blood for like coconut water. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they drink milk instead. Interesting. Um, and poisoned milk can be used to exterminate them. Do they, what type of milk? Cows, oats, almonds? Any type of milk, you know, you know, they don't discriminate. Mm, okay, cool. You know, it can be breast milk for all they care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Witches are believed to have impendulus do their dirty work, sending them out to kill men. Mm. And the fact of an impendulu can also be used as an ingredient for sorcery. So, you know, double mm. the benefits, you know, yeah. to, for, the, for the witch. Um, it's usually owned by a female witch and is later passed down to the witch's daughter. So it's a generational yeah. thing. They live for like more than like 500 and something wow. years. Wow. Yeah. So this vampire has an insatiable love for blood and would feed on not only humans, but also on cattle as well. Um, the witch that controlled an impendulu had to make sure that it's always well fed. Otherwise, it would turn on her. Damn. And unlike other African vampires, which, you know, usually appeared in some monstrous form, the impendulu looked like a gorgeous young man. Which is why legends claim that the witch and her impendulu would become lovers. Jeez, this is a lot to take in. It is. It is like hit after hit. Oh my God. (laughs) It is mostly considered an evil creature though. And um, can cause illnesses and very bad luck. It is also said that the lightning bird is immortal and will outlive its master. Mm. So if the impendulu is not handed down, Mm. it is then called an ishologu. An ownerless monster that will cause chaos. Wow. So um, the impendulu um, can't be shot or stabbed. It can't be drowned or poisoned. But I thought you said people poison their milk. I guess it just doesn't work. Yeah, you know, they poison it. You know, it probably has a you know, bad <laughs> stomach upset. Yeah. Or maybe there's two clashing theories here. You know, True, there are um, a lot it's of, very yeah, possible. Yeah. Or maybe some impendulus can, can be poisoned be, yeah. um, because they're weaker. Um, the only proper way to destroy it um, is by fire. And most reported sightings described it as a huge black and white creature the size of a man. So if you see that picture below. Yeah, that picture is terrifying. Yeah. Like... It's like a humanoid bird. Yeah. Black. And that, whoever drew this really captured this, the fright in that man's face. Mm-hmm. 
Scurry. Like, wow. But yeah, that's that's the impendulu. I would not even want to cross. I feel like out of the three that we've mentioned today, that is the one so far that I'm just like, mm, mm-hmm. wait till you hear mine though. Maybe you might change Ooh, your mind. Yeah. So far, this one. This one, I feel like this one targets women. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This one, it, it has its agenda. Yeah. But then again, women fall in love with it. In terms of witches, yes, not 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 women witches. Oh yeah, yeah. witches. I mean witches. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, specifically like, female speci- witches. Oh, okay, damn. Yeah, can't get me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a whippet. <laughs> I will be telling you about the Asambodsam. Say that again. Asambodsam. One more time. Good luck. <laughs> Asambodsam. <laughs> okay. Hey, no, actually, I'm not gonna say it this many times, and you'll know why. <laughs> you just made me, you just made me say it so many times. Yep. No, please, I rebuke it. <laughs> so <laughs> you'll be laughing after I tell you why. The Sam Bon Sam is a vampire-like folkloric being um, from the Akan people. So I'm I'm staying in Ghana today. Mm-hmm. It belongs to the folklore of the Akan of southern Ghana, as well as um, Cote d'Ivoire, Togo, and also 18th century Jamaica from, from the enslaved Akan. Mm-hmm. So unlike the Obayifo, these cannot be controlled by a witch. So they're creatures that live in nature in the wild, and they feed on passers-by and hunters and those who dare to wander in their domain. The Asambonsam is said to be unusual looking, so instead of feet, its legs curve at the end like hooks, which they use to hang from tree branches while they watch for prey to wander into the forests. So like, if you can imagine that like they're... <laughs> I, I have a picture so you can mm-hmm. just... Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> they look like a sloth. Yeah, it's like, you know how sloths hang, but more more menacing. Yeah. More hooky. No, sloths are already menacing. True, true. Sloths I don't know who Was the marketer For sloths But they made them Seem so nice and cuddly yeah. And they are not Yeah you think that They're like A panda Yeah But they're not They're really not Yeah that and Anteaters This Yeah, yeah anti- Anteaters have always been Nasty yeah. though Like yeah. Yuck 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 Okay So um, They wait silently Hanging in their trees To pounce on an Unsuspecting prey And rip out their throats With their teeth Made of iron Wow Yeah Very graphic so depending on the story, the Asambonsam captures its victims in a few different ways. The most common one is that it drops down in front of you, holding onto the tree with its hooked feet. The second way is that it hangs onto a branch and swings its hooked feet either into you or around you and then pulls you up into the treetops. Damn. Yeah. And the least famous one is that it jabs its hooks into your neck and drains the blood through its feet and eats the flesh. That is disgusting. Yeah. So like the picture, you can see it holding just the flesh of the human if you scroll up. Um, you can Google these pictures as well, because as soon as you Google it, you'll see. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So in Ghana, this is why I told you, this is why when I mentioned the name so many times, I'm like, what? So in Ghana, anyone who mentions his name is destined to bring bad luck to themselves and everyone else around them. But, you know, we have positive vibes and energy surrounding us here. So we rebuke that. Exactly. We rebuke it. Positive vibes positive intentions um it is also rumored to have a snake as a tail probably to distract its prey until it attacks 
So there have also been stories of it playing with its victims, you know, like a cat does with a mouse. Mm. So this kind of reminds me of the snake in Jungle Book. I don't know if you, how many times you've watched Jungle Book. Oh, I've but, watched it enough times. So you know that snake that kind yeah. of hypnotizes, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so Mowgli. So it kind of reminds me of that. It's like a snake that kind of distracts you and that's its tail. And once you're distracted, it goes for the kill. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, some say that in a bad light, it looks like a human, although its hooked feet are always a dead giveaway. A creature similar to the Asamonsam is the Sasabonsam. They live in similar habitats and have the same feeding practices, although the Sasabonsam have wings and are very similar to bats. Yeah. Okay. So while the Asamonsam are more like humans, except for their hooked feet and iron teeth, the Sasabonsam are more like animals because they have wings. So kind of more like um, the one you just said. What's his name? Um, what, the, is in, um, the Impendulu? <laughs> Yeah, as in just because it has wings. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah, like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. human yeah. wings, basically. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. A humanoid. Humanoid, yeah. Like, this, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Sansa have a wingspan of about 20 feet. And some myths tell of these creatures having claws and horns as well. I know you like said 20 feet and yeah. you like said it like it's so impressive, but because we use the metric system <laughs> down here, I have no concept of what you're saying by 20 feet. So I, I imagine it as a, a six foot person is pretty tall, right? Yeah. So this is 20 feet wings. Mm, you want me to do maths? Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> don't you? <yeah. laughs> so, so it's like, like three, almost like three, three, three yeah. six feet people. Yeah. 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 And a bit more. Yeah. And a bit more. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Some myths also say that they have iron teeth like the Ansarbotsam, but both of these vampires are tree dwellers and are deadly and vicious. So if you want to see a good representation of an um, you can actually even go to the British Museum because, as always, they have a Ansarbotsam figure in their collection. Okay. And, yeah, I, I, I thought you were about to say, like, you can go find a fossil. Of- <laughs> <laughs> so um, they, they have, like, a carved um, wood figure that someone made in 1935 mm. um, of, of it. So you can actually go see it in person, um, which is, you know, pretty cool. Um, I have the picture for you here as well. Ugh, his legs are, like, coiled. I guess because it wraps around trees so much that it's naturally coiled. No, is that a penis or a tail? It's a penis. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> context. Out of context, that would be out of context. That would be so wild. <laughs> um, the Sasabon Sam is also represented as an archetypical ogre in some folklore. So, according to a dictionary of wild mythology, the hairy Sasabon Sam has large bloodshot eyes, long legs, and feet pointing both ways. His favourite trick is to sit on high branches of a tree and dangle his legs so as to entangle the unwary hunter. So both ogre and vampire versions of um, this creature have iron teeth. That's one constant. Mm. Um, so a sighting of the Asam Bonsam is said to have occurred in 1918 or 1928, depending on the story, making it a true cryptid, specifically a flying humanoid. So Asam Bonsams, as we know, are monstrous, hairy humanoids with cold iron fangs and muscular limbs that end in powerful hip claws. Um, so as we know, they hide on treetops and grab their prey, latching onto their unfortunate victims um, by their necks to drain their blood. So I guess that's one, you know... One constant. One constant. is always the necks. Mm-hmm. Um, so locals in nearby communities tell of horror stories of these blood-sucking tree folk. Um, a lot of jungle explorers experience horror stories, so... Um, and they often say that their diet calls for a large amount of iron, 
typically also in the form of blood. That's why they drink blood because, you know, blood has a lot of iron in it. Mm. And they need the iron to maintain the integrity of their oversized iron teeth. Well, yeah. As Ambo sounds, do yeah. we have some vitamins for you? <laughs> Is the ad. <laughs> this would be a good placement for an ad for yeah. iron supplements. Try Floridex, rich in hemoglobin and iron. And you she, can get it in Holland and Barrett's. That's mm-hmm. Floridex. Using our code Afromifus <laughs> at checkout. Holland and Barrett hit me up. <laughs> so when it's not hunting or mating, the Asan Bonsan spend is waking hours chewing on certain types of rocks to sharpen its teeth. Isn't that wild? They chew on rocks. That is my nightmare. Yeah. Imagine the chewing sounds that come from... Um, that's not uh, think about. Horrible. Just, just, just chewing mouth open uh, rocks. Nah, nah, none of that. So some folktales claim that they are as old as time and are the original source of cold iron and that veins of the metal found in the ground are the buried grave yards of ancient Asambotans. Okay. Yeah. So brave or foolish, depending on your perspective, poachers often infiltrate Asambotan territory to hunt these monsters in the hope of collecting sacks of their valuable teeth. Yeah. That tracks. That tracks, I guess. And finally, in popular culture, um, the Sasa Bonsam are featured in the 2021 fantasy novel Skin of the Sea by spoiler. Natasha Bowen. It's not a spoiler. They're just a character in, in the novel. I didn't know that. He just, I'm on page like five. He just now know that instantly evil. Yep. And um, two characters, Asam Bonsam and Sasa Bonsam, who are brothers, appear in Marlon James's novel Black Leopard Red Wolf. So they are monstrous eaters of human flesh. And one of the brothers, Sansan Bonsam, accurately has wings. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. So, go read those books. Yeah. Some homework for you. We have both of those books, actually. Yeah, we do. But yeah, disclaimer, Black Leopard Red Wolf is highly graphic. Mm-hmm. Like, from the first page, it's just graphic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Book club, book club, book club, book club. But Skin of the Sea is amazing. And I'm yeah. currently now listening on audiobook to... Children of Blood and Bone. Yup, 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 yup. It's amazing. Like, because before I was much more of a like physical book reader. Mm-hmm. But, but ain't nobody down for that. I can't lie. It took me so long just to get through four chapters. And yeah. in two days, I'm already like, on chapter 40. So now this has become an Audible sponsored ad. Yes. Use code AfroMythos20 <laughs> to get 20% off. <laughs> Actually, let us know if that works. <laughs> Imagine if it works. <laughs> Audible hit me up. <laughs> But yeah, those are our book recommendations for the week. Skin of the Sea, Black Leopard Red Wolf, and White Wolf Law. Yes. Yeah. Right, or you can watch um, Young Dracula. Yeah, or you can watch Young Dracula. Yeah, I think so, it's like five seasons. Yeah, that's the homework for you. Let us know how you find, mm-hmm. <laughs> how you find them. <laughs> By the next episode of Art Mythos. And that's all from us. We hope you enjoyed and learned something new about vampires in African mythology and folklore. In the studio, we're currently working on our depiction of the Yumbos and are almost done with it. So follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Adachi Atelier to stay up to date with that process. Yes, and we've just released our Virgo TikTok in our Arisha Times TikTok series. So if you are Virgo, then head over to see which Arisha's characteristics resonate closest to you. 
Yes. Russia Times Zodiac series. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. And we only have Pisces and Sagittarius left. So let us know which one you want us to do next. And if you're any of these of the other Zodiac signs, then check out our playlist on TikTok. Um, there's some on Instagram too. And we're going to put some on YouTube. So yeah. follow us everywhere is what we're saying, basically, yeah. <laughs> to see which Russia resonates closest to you. Of course. And let us know how you found this episode by rating and leaving a review. We'll be back next week with another minisode. So put your podcast notifications on and stay tuned for that. <laughs> I think that's all now. So we hope you learned something new about vampires in African mythology and folklore. And of course, pass this episode on to your friends so they can learn too. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend. To tell a friend. All that. To tell, tell your dog. Mom. Tell your man. To tell your brother and your <laughs> uncle. <laughs> everyone. Let everyone know. So until next time, and as always, thank you for taking the time to explore the, the world, world of African, African mythology, mythology with us, your hosts. Adechi. Solomon and Adro. Adro and Solomon. Whichever way you want to say. Or if you don't want to say it at all, <laughs> just say Adechi. No, you got to say it. <laughs>